Lamb <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Welcome again to the Beers with the Brewers podcast brought to you by Land Grant Brewing. I am Walt Keyes, one of the co-founders and creative director here at Land Grant. Um, we are joined today, as usual, by head brewer Dan Schaefer. Ahoy. And two special guests, Jess Henshaw of Upright Press. Hey there. <laughs> and from the Daily Growler and the Daily Bar, our good friend and longtime Land Grant associate, John Blakely. Hola. John, you hold the distinguished honor of being the first uh, beer um, license holder to purchase Land Grant beer. Is that correct? I believe that is correct. Yeah, at the Daily Growler up there in uh, Upper Arlington. You now have how many locations? Uh, We have three locations of the Daily Growler and one location of the Daily Bar. Yep. And yeah, and as I mentioned, Jess runs Upright Press, a wonderful screen printing shop here in Columbus that uh, has printed quite a few land grant pieces uh, in the past. And you might have seen him here uh, live screen printing at some of our events. But yeah, t- uh, today we are, it's National IPA Day today, if you're listening on Thursday, August 4th. Um, so we thought we would taste through some of our IPAs that we have currently, as well as one pale ale, because, you know, just. <laughs> Very excited about that pale ale. Very excited. Yeah, that was like right on time to the point I thought maybe it was Jess making that noise. I thought the same thing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we'll be drinking four IPAs of ours um, today and sneaking in one uh, pale ale just to to mix things up a little bit. Um, But yeah, but you guys are here also to talk about a big event that's coming up next Saturday, the 13th. Um, the, the fifth edition of the Pints. I got it backwards. Prince and Pints. We were talking about it earlier, and I psyched myself out. Before we get too much into that event, that's also uh, your and your lovely wife Erin's anniversary. So happy anniversary, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Keys. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm sure all of our listeners already knew that. But How many years are we talking here? Uh, this will be, what year is it now? 2022? So this will be a year 11 for us. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we get into the first beer? And then uh, after we give the spiel on that, we can kind of get into the uh, event and the details and the history behind this really cool event. Dan, what are we drinking? What are we starting with today? It's a new one. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to do the uh, uh, Party Parrot. Um, 6.6% ABV, some IBUs in there somewhere. Um, yeah, doing some tank slurping because this hasn't been packaged yet. Um, so the conceptually, uh, I just wanted to do something. Um, we really like cashmere. We really like Sabro Cryo, uh, but they are both like really like bullies when it comes to, uh, to IPAs. So I, I kind of wanted to see what happened if we just put equal in the, well, 
half as much sabro cryo because technically it's supposed to be uh, doubly concentrated. But um, yeah, two to one cashmere sabro cryo, our usual addition uh, of uh, CTZ in the mash um, and a little bit first wort hops. Uh, pretty simple malt wise. Uh, our silo two row, and then uh, we've sort of settled on this combination of equal parts malted oats, oat flakes, and uh, white wheat malt uh, that we um, did for our collaboration with Derive, and we've sort of stuck with that for all of our hazies since then. But yeah, it's um, this. The reason we paired these two hops together is both of them have sort of elements of co- coconut to them. Um, cashmere is more kind of like a woody like coconut meat type thing and sabro is just straight like coconut coconut um so yeah we're drinking this one off the tank and uh it's packaging next week and should be available at the tap room and uh around town starting next week under the name party parrot uh it's this one is named for the i guess famous or infamous gif or jif uh, in the Slack universe, so any Slack universe, Slack users may recognize the sort of strobe, rainbow strobe parrot that dances around and uh, is often posted in a celebratory fashion. Um, so, yeah, that's Party Parrot. So, John, you've, you've spoken up. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So what do you, uh, so, all right, this is what, the fifth, the fifth edition of uh, <laughs> Prince and Pints. <laughs> and uh, do you want to talk a little bit about how this event got started? Uh, sure. Um, I actually think you were at the initial meeting uh, along with Jess and Dan uh, from Four String Brewing, if everyone remembers them. Um, it was kind of a riff off an event Jess had run before. Um, Jess and I always love working together and thought the, the Daily Growler was very much a, a Switzerland, uh, a, very, a neutral place where everyone can come and have a good time, uh, not worry about taxes and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you don't collect sales tax or anything at the Daily Growler? Uh, I will take my Fifth Amendment right and refuse to answer. Okay. We did we did swear you in before this podcast. So. Yeah, Walt. I but, mean, you were. It was actually your idea to uh, have the event um, at the Daily Growler, if I'm not mistaken. I wanted to have the event at Land Grant with just your beers because that's what we'd done at Four String, mm-hmm. and uh, you had the idea basically make it more sustainable and include a lot of different breweries and and have it at at a, a neutral location uh, which is so thank you yeah thank you (laughs) i I can't take too much credit there um you know i think yeah it was hearing about the event at four string and then you you kind of picking my brain about how to do it again or how to Mm -hmm. you know keep it going and i think yeah doing it including all of the columbus or you know central ohio breweries or at least how many are there now 13 13 or so we stick to 12 12 yeah 12 um 12 breweries, 12 designers, um, and yeah, it's turned into a really cool event. Um, yeah. So, um, I guess, should we move on to the second beer? Osher IPA? I mean, it's okay if we don't. 
this is my first podcast. Do we like talk about party parrots at all? Yeah, or? you can. Yeah, yeah, if you would I mean, like yeah, to give your you impression, wanna... I, I certainly need the feedback. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I just think, think parrots are crazy. They talk like humans. I think we should talk about that. Okay. Sure. Is there a parrot on your shirt? It looks like there might be. Uh, these are parrot feathers. <laughs> Not the actual bird, just its feathers. Yeah. So, um, any any thoughts on this beer? This is my first time tasting it, and yeah, I think uh, Dan nailed it on the head with the sort of coconut forward hop profile. Um, I, it's just awesome to sit down with someone who makes it to tell you what you're tasting. I, it just makes such a difference, you know. When I'm sitting in a recliner watching TV and trying a beer, I just I'm just not that thoughtful about it. So, yeah, I mean, I I can pick those things out that you're pointing out, especially the coconut. I couldn't nail what that was. It's subtle, but it's definitely there. Yeah. If it helps, um, when I'm sitting in front of the TV, I'm not thinking real hard about the beer I'm drinking either. <laughs> um, but it helps, you know, before you make 40 barrels of it, uh, in this case. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we submitted a, uh, a pilot of this last year to uh, GABF. And one of the judges actually accused us of putting fruit in it, which I took uh, as a great compliment. Right. Um, but yeah, thank you, kind stranger. Uh, even though you didn't advance me to the next round, um, thank you anyway. I taste the fruit of cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, me too. Such so a strange a... way to say that, <laughs> the fruit of cantaloupe. Well, you know. How would you say it? Cantaloupe? Cantaloupe. Fair. I guess that did distinguish it from, like, the rind. Right. If you're just, like, gnawing on the rind, then, yeah, I guess that would would make a hell of a difference. Not as uh, good. Um, So we do a dumb thing on this podcast called the Crushability Index, um, where we rate each beer that we drink on a scale of one to six on how crushable it might be, with with the concept being... If you had a six-pack of this beer, standard 12-ounce cans for um, consistency sake and science, um, and you were crushing beer in a responsible fashion, uh, i.e. at home, on your couch, or out and about at the, at the daily bar with a ride procured, whether that's a Uber or a taxi or a friend or, or whatever, um, but, you know, certainly drinking beer in a responsible manner... How many of these, how many of that six pack would you reasonably crush in a session of drinking this beer? And we, yeah, we, so we asked the question, how crushable is it? I will go first to give you guys a little bit of insight about how this uh, arbitrary ranking system works. Um, it's 6.6, that's not a light beer, it's not a super strong beer. Um, I love a hoppy beer. This has some really nice characteristics to it. It's nice and fruity. I'm going to go with a four. Four out of six. Uh, I'd say three. I mean, it's really rich, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. Uh, and I love hoppy beers, too. Like I really like piney stuff, too. Um, but it being so rich, I think I'd... Yeah. Three. I was gonna go four but Jess makes me feel a little irresponsible talking about 
its richness, and if I have one more than him, we're about the same size. So I, can I go 3.5? No point fives. No. Well, you, uh, the sound of you opening the can is the sound of you buying the whole can. Yeah. All right. I'll go four, knowing I can always sleep in the back of the daily bar. This is true, yes. Yeah. Wait, or can, can I change right my answer? I, I didn't know you could sleep in the back of the daily bar. Yeah. I'll sleep in the back of the daily bar. I'll say four. Okay, is that a service that's available to all patrons? All co-founders of Prince and Pints are eligible to sleep at the daily <laughs> okay. bar. I'm going to include myself then in that because I was at the first meeting. So are you sticking with four or upping it? I'm going to stick with four. So is there like three cots back there that just have like <laughs> pillows with your names on it? Okay. It's actually a triple bunk bed. Oh, that's so much better. I call middle. <laughs> the middle's bunk is the best bunk, as everyone knows. I'm, I'm a four. Um, I'm a four. There you go. All right. So four plus four plus six is 12. No. <laughs> 14. Four plus four is eight plus six is... It's somewhere between three and four. It's probably like three and a half or something. But anyway, I'm not good at math. We'll figure that out and put it in the show notes for everyone. So next up on our um, tour of IPAs is an old standby. It's not that old, I guess, but a newer standby. Osher IPA, our year-round IPA. And does everyone have theirs? Um, 6.4% ABV. Um, On the malt side, again, our silo, uh, Turo. Uh, and um, equal amounts gold pills uh, just provide a little little bit of extra breadiness there and some white wheat uh, again you give that kind of bread dough impression but also uh, super head retention uh, hot side we got comet and eureka equal parts uh, our usual friend ctz um, first worked and then uh, it's i think it's uh, yeah, these ratios have changed over time. I think it's a three, four, three, one, one Simcoe Cashmere Comet Eureka in the dry hop. We'll go with that. But um, this has seen uh, some not so much ingredient, but uh, process changes as of late. Uh, we're fermenting cooler. We're dry hopping cooler. Just try to retain more uh, more flavor, more oils. Um, I have a uh, question. Uh, yeah. Uh, just because you mentioned there's some tweaks, and I, like, it seems like every industry has had some supply chain issues and ingredient problems. Is that something that you're able to, is that something you guys run into with this stuff? Like the hops I need are not there, and therefore I will use this as a substitute? For this um, being a whatever you want to call it, core beer. Uh-huh. Don't say flagship. Um, <laughs> no flagships all, allowed. All, all of these hops are contracted. And um, did we get to do, not the cashmere, we got to do selection on all the other hops. So not only um, are these set aside for us, but they are our hops, uh, at least our lots that we have already selected. Okay. So this is a guaranteed, basically. For now, um, yeah. Um, there, you know, there has been the situation in the past where people had contracts that they got shorted on, but that's not certainly not a, a usual thing, provided you have um, a somewhat uh, normal harvest. Yeah. 
Also, I was confused for a second and tried to sniff my microphone, and that was... How did it smell? That was weird. <laughs> Mine smells like hot dogs. Oh, that must have been Eric's from last week. <laughs> last week, we had our hot dog eating contest. Who won? Eric. That's why he's not hosting this week? Yeah. <laughs> he's still digesting. What do you, what do you guys think of sure? I'm sure you guys have both had this beer before. Jess, I yeah. know I've given you plenty of it, so I hope you've tried it. Uh, I'm still not sure if you could keep giving me samples. Um, still need to evaluate. Now I love this beer. I mean, it's always consistent. Um, and Yeah, it's a great flagship beer. Thank you. It's, uh, we really stake our flag on the ship with this one. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and that brings us to the last question. So similar to last, the last beer, how crushable is this beer? I, we've done this beer now a few times, and I'm pretty sure I've said five every time, so I'm going to stick with that. But if I went back and listened, I'd probably be wrong. I concur. It's just a little bit milder. It's still so flavorful, but um, it's not as rich as the other one. It seems like a good beer to drink on a ship. Uh, and I would drink five of them if I was on a, a ship, preferably the ship called the Corsica. Oh, yeah. This would be a good Corsica beer. Segway. Uh, you wouldn't be driving the ship, of course. <laughs> no, that's what Joseph does. Yeah, yeah. You're just first mate. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say five. This, um, I think of this beer more as uh, like an extra pale ale. Uh, it's hopped kind of in between that pale ale and IPA territory and um, kind of in between like high end pale ale, low end um, uh, IPA, ABV. So yeah, it's, uh, I've crushed these on numerous occasions. I will crush them again. No. Cool. So let's, let's do the next beer. And then as we're drinking the next beer, we can talk a little bit more about the event. How's that sound? Just so we, uh, Keep things moving along here. I know you guys got a lot to do. A lot yeah. to do? lot to do. I took off today and tomorrow for this. I wasn't sure how long it was. Well, <laughs> we'll finish with the hot dog eating contest. That <laughs> nah, takes a while. All right, what are we doing here? What are you doing here? So we covered this in depth on the podcast a few weeks ago. So if you want a, a super deep dive on it, um, if you're a listener go on back but dan can give us the sort of uh the rundown again yeah uh 7.2 percent abv um uh silo malts a little bit of wheat again for head retention and some dextrose to dry it out so aiming for that sort of dry sort of bone crushing west coastiness uh summit this time uh on the bittering uh, and I think it's 321 Amarillo Centennial Cascade, so um, pretty classic. Uh, although it feels like this is pretty substantially different from last year. Um, better, I think. You get more of a, um, at least I get more of like a, there's a dried apricot note to it. Uh, I think last year it was just kind of straight grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. And this is. Uh, it's more interesting to me anyway. Um, it's got a nice bitter bite to it, um, but it's, you know, pretty clean. Uh, sort of perks up on the back of your tongue and then goes away. Um, 
yeah, I was really happy with how this turned out. Uh, I, I really like it. I don't remember last year's, but um, as Dan said, I definitely taste the fruit of apricot um, in this. Uh, I also like the, the can. Um, people at home or maybe you're driving or maybe you're actually listening somewhere else can't see the can, but it's got palm trees and uh, humanoid hops. Is that an accurate description? Yeah. yeah. And a very accurate depiction of Fred Armisen, uh, Bill Hader, and uh, <laughs> Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like I'm doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So these are inspired by... So this is inspired by a SNL skit called The Californians in which it's like a spoof on like a daytime soap opera of a bunch of people in California that are all basically like cheating on each other or murdering one another and people just keep walking in and everyone just has very thick you know valley California accents and everyone's greeted with a what are you doing here like what are you doing here Devin what are you doing here what are you doing here and then they go into great depths about uh, what various highways they took to get <laughs> to the location. Um, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's available on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. But yeah, with it being a West Coast IPA, we thought it made sense to go in a goofy, goofy direction like that. Yeah, I love this beer. I'd drink every single one of the six. Um, it would knock me down to... Are you skipping ahead? No, he said crushability already, didn't he? No, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, I got to wait for I him mean, to say it? We could, just, we could do it at any time, really. I've already drank two. You've had two, 7.2. What are you doing here? He took already? my can. Oh, boy. I'll give, I can give you a ride home, Jess. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's do crushability. I think this is a... Well, I'll say a three. Mm. I don't know what I said three weeks ago when we did it before, but I'm going to say three now. Uh, I will crush five, please. Mm, we'll go four. It makes math work out well. And, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll g- <laughs> um, John, you said something interesting. So you, you well. I don't know how interesting it was, but you said <laughs> it made me think of an interesting question, I think. Um, you, you mentioned you don't remember tasting this beer last year, and obviously we taste all the land grant beers every year, and we taste them a lot. You, on the other side of the bar, or the, the delivery truck, taste a lot of beers from a lot of breweries every year. Um, and I guess, I guess what I'm asking is, from year to year, there's obviously beers that come back each year and you know i think do you notice certain beers stay the same certain beers improve certain beers don't improve um from you know because you're tasting beers from everywhere and i'm not asking you to be like specific just sort of generally speaking um are there beers that really stick with you and you get excited about and then taste them and they're not the same or like how does that experience like as a running a, a bar with 50, 60 taps, whatever you guys have, um, tasting beer from year to year from all these different places. Yeah, it's, the, uh, it, it's definitely an interesting thing where some breweries are coming out with uh, the same beer 
knowing like the hot profile will be different every time. Um, and then some breweries come out with, you know, like yearly releases uh, that like always come out in the fall or the spring, which are supposed to have the same hot profile, but still taste different year to year. Um, and I think there's like a lot of like natural factors that go in, even if it's the same hop, same field, you know, it could be a hotter year, it could be smoky in the region and it's going to taste different. Um, but yeah, there's some beers that are just like completely different, even though they have the, the same name, which can be a little confusing for the consumer. But um, ultimately, like if the liquid is good, even if it tastes different than last year, people are excited about it. How's your beer memory? Like, do you remember what beers tasted like a year before? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll taste things, and, and it'll be like, man, it, it's been a long time. It's, sometimes we make a beer that we haven't made in more than a year, and you're sort of like, do I remember that? And then you have it, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I kind of remember this. So. All right, well, I think, I don't know if that was a good question or not, but... No, yeah. I, yeah, that was interesting, really. Yeah. Like, how do you know? Did my tongue trick me? Is it what I ate beforehand? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, is it this place sucks or this place is great? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the situation and environment yeah. can have a lot to do with it. Yeah, you know, yeah I tried well. a ton of bland beers when I had COVID a couple years ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing tastes like anything in 2020, huh? <laughs> it helps if uh, when you're tasting it, if you just sort of stare off into the distance like you're thinking about it really hard. You don't know. You, you really don't know. But that's okay. It, yeah, it is okay. It's, it's okay. Do I like it right now? Then it's good. Yeah. Or not. There you go. Next up is Lemon Glow Hazy Pale Ale. So we're downshifting a little bit here. Um, even though it is IPA day, we're going to break the law and have a pale ale. You know, I think it's a bit of a blurry line these days regardless, but... Well, again, I think this one, it's fair enough to throw in here. Uh, again, cutting, just sort of scraping the bottom end. Uh, usually I consider 6% um, the low end of IPA, and this is 5.8. And uh, it's hopped like an IPA, uh, around about 2 pounds per barrel. Um, sort of, again, the low end of what I would consider IPA. But uh, lemon drop and citra on the hot side, and then uh, dry hop, little laurel cryo, uh, centennial, more lemon drop, and some citra. Um, malts, uh, a little weird. Uh, we we're trying to keep the color light, trying to make it look as lemony as possible. So uh, our swain pills, a bit of flaked corn, which is uh, certainly an oddball when it comes to uh, hazy beers, some white wheat malt, and our friend malted oats. Yeah, so Lemon Glow, another beer we make um, for the better part of the year and uh, a favorite around here as well. Uh, We've covered it pretty in-depth on this podcast. Um, And I I know you guys have both had this beer before. So I'd like to, let's, can we get into the nuts and bolts of Pints and Prince a little bit? Pints and Prince, Prince and Pints, Pints and Prince. I'm sorry. If I had mentioned it earlier about which comes first, I would have gotten it right every time. But because I asked, now I've got it wrong every time. Prince and pints. Prince always come first. If it helps you remember, on Fridays when I'm done with work and I start drinking beer, I refer to myself as the Prince of Pints. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) Is that so? Mm -hmm. You get home and announce. You have someone announce 
your entry. Yes. The My wife um, the announces of- to the children that the Prince of Pints <laughs> is home and to leave him alone, please. Blows a little trumpet blast to... Uh, Didn't know we were in the presence the of royalty. That's like- <laughs> Prince keeps it on the down low. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Prince of Pints. Prince of Pints. Um, what's, uh, so the event is next week, but... Uh, we'll kind of talk a little bit about how it got started, but give us like the real in-depth of how the whole thing works from start to finish, um, including like what the event at Daily Growler uh, is going to be like. So there are these things called trees. Stop. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I, I think I know where he's going with this. Yeah. Paper. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> Um, yeah, 12 artists are paired with 12 breweries. All 12 artists and all 12 breweries are local. Um, almost all of them are in Columbus, uh, but everybody's here in Ohio. And we pair the artists with a brewery, and they create a, a gig poster for the brewery. They Breweries have been excellent at letting the artists kind of have free reign on what they want to do and the direction they want to go and uh, that artistic license has really produced some uh, pretty amazing stuff um, we only have 30 of each poster is screen printed by hand um, for the event and a lot of them sell out uh, sometimes I think the record's like 30 minutes last year somebody's poster sold out in 30 minutes um, people line up out the door at Daily Growler to get them um, before they the doors even open, I mean, it's been it's been really fun to see people supporting local art, local beer. All the breweries love the event that that have spoken to me about it. All the artists are happy. I'm happy because I'm printing posters. John's happy because he's selling beers. I mean, yeah. So the uh, as Walt said, the event is next Saturday. It starts at noon. Um, We'll have beer from all 12 breweries uh, there, so you can kind of drink the beer associated with the, the poster. Um, there is an opportunity to get in at 11 uh, to make sure you get uh, the poster you want, um, like a VIP early entry. Um, and, yeah, then I think at about 7-ish, um, yes. we'll be uh, awarding the, the Best in Show um, which is a pretty cool time to come as well. If you want the poster you want, definitely come early. But uh, if you want to meet some of the artists and some of the brewers and see whose poster was judged the best, uh, that happens around 7 p.m. There's usually a, a pretty unique trophy handed out. That's an understatement. You should see <laughs> these monstrosities. I assume John is in charge of the trophy. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much, but there are definitely some magnets involved in this year's trophy. <laughs> okay. Oh, Miracle. I know everything now. Um, yeah, it is. A, it's a really cool event. Um, you know, we've we've I've, we've uh, participated in all five. Um, I'm really excited about this year's uh, poster, and I think it's really cool. Like, you know, I think I think most of the breweries take this approach, but. When when we do it, I, I I very much tell the tell the artists like do your thing. I don't want this to look like an advertisement. I don't want it to look like 
a beer label. I want it to look like whatever you want it to look like. And um, and I hope they get inspiration from whatever. And I, so, yeah, some of the artists do the, you know, the brewery itself. Some of them do sort of just like the brand vibe. Some of them do a specific beer. Um, and yeah, we've, we've very much let them do their thing and they've all been completely different and they've all been really cool. Um, last year's was my favorite. I just, uh, it's top of mind because, because we were doing this podcast, I finally remembered to bring Dan his copy, which I should have done about a year ago because Dan is featured on the poster as sort of a mad scientist, uh, cooking up the lemon glow and includes like glow in the dark ink and like, it's yep. really cool. And some of these, some of these artists and, and obviously just printing them, like they really get into some creative uh, flourishes with the actual production using crazy stock or crazy inks or whatever. Like definitely, people are definitely pulling out all the bells and whistles on these things, um, and it, it's really it's really cool to see. The this year we've got five uh, sponsors, and they've all donated. It's kind of incredible package I'm, I'm not going to go into all that but be there for the event to vote for your favorite artist because they get they could win a lot if, if there's a, there's a fan favorite where we've got a, an app that you can vote with and there's also oh, wow. a, a juried um, best in show from uh, Jeremy Rosario who's a local artist uh, creative uh, so there's two people are going to win some significant prizes this year sweet Stepping into the future, huh? With an app. Yeah. Short for application. <laughs> Not an appetizer. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, be there at Daily Growler, German Village. Yes. Correct? Yeah. 702 South High Street. Yeah. So, come on down. Go to the Daily Growler. Go to the event. And then pop over to... You got Antiques next door. You got us down the road. Go to the event, stay till seven at least, if not, if not later, and then uh, yeah, and then go get your poster frame and hang it on the wall. Um, cool. We have one more beer to go through here. Um, we have our from the heart volume two double hazy I, hazy double IPA. Um, it's another beer we've covered on the podcast, um, but yeah. So we want to just finish with something some nice strong. This beer. Um, I haven't had it a little bit, but it was one of my favorites when it first came out. Um, so, yeah, let's, Dan, take it away. Yeah, 8.8% uh, ABV. We were presented with uh, certain ingredients uh, that were being donated, and uh, Chris Davison and myself had to come up with a recipe for it that everyone uh, that participated, all the other participating breweries would uh, brew, kind of, well, with some wiggle room. Uh, but the main crux of it was... Um, uh, El Dorado and uh, Cashmere with donated hops and we left it open to uh, the other brewers to uh, pick a third hop that we thought would complement um, that combination. We chose Amarillo Cryo which has uh, done a lot of work for us this year. Uh, it's, you know, super Amarillo. Um, even more orange, grapefruit, apricot goodness. Um, this guy, it has uh, dropped uh, bright over time, but uh, it's not because we didn't put a ton of hops in it. Uh, if you listen to, uh, and I forget the uh, kind woman's name, uh, but she did an excellent podcast uh, for Omega uh, saying that um, 
actually, once you hit like a, a certain amount of hops added, your beer will drop bright. And uh, I don't think there's a very good explanation for why that is, um, but it does. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, you can still smell. This is a super saturated hop flavor and aroma. Um, and um, the impression of this is actually quite sweet, um, which the, the extra ABV certainly helps with. So when you say drop bright, what is uh, for our dummies? I'm a dummy. Around? Uh, it's you know it's not going to look like a, like an American Pills, but maybe when when we started this beer was pretty much opaque. Yeah, uh, and now it looks more kind of like a wheat beer. Um, you just lose a little of that haze. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So this is a strong beer. It's eight eight point eight percent. So definitely crush this one responsibly. Um, you know, I think when you get start to get into the, the double and imperial stuff, I, it's hard to get over a two just from ABV alone. It's pretty drinkable, but I'm going to stick with the two on this one. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's so good. I, it would knock me down, but I don't know if I would. I might drink two and think one more wouldn't hurt. And it probably would, but. Um. I will drink three, but then I'll split my third can with you, Jess. Will that work? Yes. Okay. It's a little right. loud. Compromise. <laughs> also. It's a tall boy. Really? Well, we, for consistency's sake, for this science experiment, we pretend it's a 12-ounce can. It's, but it's pretty arbitrary. I'll pretend it's a, okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, no one asked, but I would call uh, Pints and Prince. Uh, the most crushable, uh, six out of six rating. <laughs> well, uh, that was going to be the grand finale. Shoot! And you called it. Couldn't resist jumping ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Uh, um, I, I also am at a deuce. Okay. And, and yeah, so that's uh, something that adds up to some amount of crushability. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's great beer when it came out. Still great. Um, come pick some up from the tap room. So, yeah, I think we're, we're getting down to the end here. Um, I'm going to do the quick rundown of things that are going on in Land Grant, but uh, it should go without saying that the, the number one event in town right now is next Saturday at the Daily Growler German Village, Prince and Pints, number five, 2022. It's, it's on. Um, and that, you said it starts at 11 a.m.? Sorry. 12 p.m. for Gen Pop, 11 a.m. for very important poster people. Okay, VIPPs at 11, Gen, Gen Pop at noon. You heard it here first. Uh, get there as early as you can. Get in line if there is a specific poster you want to get your hands on. And then the, the voting and the announcement goes off at 7. Um, I'll be there later in the day, coming back from... Signing some, autographs. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants an autograph from me, I will happily sign an autograph. Um, but yeah, come on down and hang out, have some beers, check out some art. Even if you don't buy a poster, come down and check them all out and uh, have a couple beers at Taylor Growler. They have one of the best beer selections you're going to find in Columbus, Ohio, Central Ohio, Ohio in general. So here's the rundown of things going on at Land Grant. Tonight being Thursday, we have live music in the beer garden. Red Healer playing 6 to 8. We have live music every Thursday and Sunday, um, Thursday nights, Sunday afternoons. 
Um, tomorrow, Friday, we have the All Our Welcome DJ Series presented by Freshest Events. Uh, that's 8 to 11 with DJ... Okay, there's been some debate on how to pronounce this, but uh, we're going to go with Bombirdo. DJ Bombirdo here at 8 to 11 tomorrow night, Friday. Saturday, Moto Yoga, 10 a.m. <laughs> Tickets available on their Eventbrite site. Um, that includes your first beer, so you can come down, get your stretch on, and then stick around for the Columbus Crew versus New York match. That's at home, so have a beer here, and then walk, scoot, or ride over to the stadium for the game. Um, and we got our Saturday Sounds late night DJ uh, with Sound Clash at eight, from 8 to 11. Sunday, um, we've got a family-friendly event. We got tableside magic and balloon twisting with the Allens. That's noon to 3, so bring the kids down. Um, they'll be entertained. You can have a beer. You can relax. You can have a great Sunday down here in the beer garden. Sunday Music Market is going on with Crystal Dawn, 3 to 7. And Waves de Ache is playing 4 to 6. We've had them here several times. They're great. Come check them out. Um, Ray Ray, well, I should go, go without saying, but Ray Ray is open uh, Thursday through Sunday here at the tap room. Uh, Mikey's Late Night here Thursday through Monday. And Dodo Donuts is here Thursday through Sunday. So we got all your food covered. Uh, Monday, Cornhole League. Uh, Sign-ups are live at the moment. I go, go cornhole.com. Uh, Fall League starts August 29th. Uh, Tuesday is Pop Culture Trivia, hosted by Travis. That's every Tuesday. Uh, starts at 6. Um, and then we have our movie night going on. This week's movie is a goofy comedy about a blonde woman that goes to law school that we can't say the name of. But that should be enough for you to figure it out. And if you come down for uh, trivia, there will be questions about that unsaid, unnamed movie. If you want to know what movie it is, you can call... Um, what, what's our movie phone number? <laughs> you can call the Langram movie phone. 555. Five, five. Um, <laughs> you can call the Langram movie phone, um, or you can just follow Langram uh, movies or whatever it is on Instagram. Go check it out. Uh, we're off the rails now. Tortilla Street Foods here on Tuesdays. And then Wednesday, we have a bonus movie night, music night, with Pine Soul Collective from 6 to 8. And Two Fat Indians here every Wednesday. And that's it. Other than we have the Heat Check just announced coming up on August 20th, three-on-three basketball tournament, music, fashion, referees, all that fun stuff. And then... Um, yeah, we also have the t- <laughs> we have so much stuff going on. 2002 Ohio State national champion reunion um, the night before the Notre Dame game, uh, Friday of Labor Day weekend. Tickets available now at 11warriors.com. And also, just throwing it out there, the anniversary party, Langrand anniversary party, eight years of beers, is going on October 1st or 2nd, whatever that Saturday is. I think it's the first. Very early in October. Whew. That's Ke- it, man. That's all we got going on this week. Killing but yeah, wall. go to the Daily Dollar event on the 13th, too. And uh, maybe you'll see me there. And if you do, wish uh, me and my wife a happy anniversary. She might be there, too. We'll see. Thank you for having us. It's been fun to work with you guys over the years. Really appreciate it. Yeah. No, we, we love working with you both. We have one last question that producer Eric threw out earlier. Since we're drinking all these IPAs and it's IPA day, what is your favorite, or one of your favorite, John, you don't have to go on the record here, one of your favorite 
local IPAs. We'll keep it local. That's not made by Land Grant Brewing Company. Do you like Columbus Brewing Company's IPA? Like the consistency, like that it's everywhere. Yeah, I think they do a good job. Okay. Um, we've been uh, fortunate, we as in uh, the Daily Growler, uh, which is a, a family business, and we've been fortunate enough to do collaborations with uh, Jackie O's the last few years, and uh, this year they brewed uh, a beer uh, named it after my mom, Dolores, the only, uh, which is a West Coast IPA. Uh, so, you know, how can I vote against my mom? It's not yeah. Survivor. Shout out to Dolores, a wonderful person. Yeah, and, and John R., you know, just so he yeah. doesn't <laughs> be at me for not mentioning him. Yeah, yeah. Cover your bases. Uh, I'll, I'll spread the love around a little bit. I'll say... Um, uh, Hoofies, uh, south of 11, whenever I see that, I, I will snag some. And uh, also, when I make it down to Derive, their Friends Out West is excellent. Okay. I'm going to go with the old standby and say uh, seven, seven Sons Scientist. Go with that one. This is Derive's first year at Prince and Pints this year, so they got to. Hopefully, gotta they don't one. get hazed too hard. Oh. oh, man, I didn't mean to make that connection. Wow. Hazy IPAs, hazing, not the same thing at all. Um, cool. Uh, I think that's just about it. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Appreciate your time. Our pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I, I have one question, not to put you on. Oh, wait, on you this. have a question for us. Well, I raised my hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm glancing into your lovely brewery here. And I do not see a pair of flip-flops hanging from your rafters. <laughs> I, I, I don't... I, I have no comment. I don't know. Dan, do you have any... Uh, I believe the, uh, the string actually snapped. <laughs> um, otherwise, yes, they would still... The offending pair would still be dangling uh, over our heads. Are the boots still up there? I, did we... I can't remember if we got rid of everything. It's possible OSHA made us take this stuff. <laughs> you, you can't see me, but I'm weeping very hard. It's true. I can't we'll see you. You are not. Bar. Well, we'll work on getting a, another pair of your old shoes up in our rafters. And thank you guys again for coming out. Once again, this has been uh, Beers with the Brewers. Um, I think that's about it. This is hopefully this is a good episode. Hopefully, y'all enjoy it. And uh, if you do, um, I don't know. Send us an email, ask a question. We'll send you a free T-shirt. But anyway, come on down, and see us, Tippy Bartenders. Godspeed. Good luck. <laughs>